So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. In this episode, I'm really, 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 really doing something. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm reading an article from Seth Godin and uh, it's just amazing. It's just a really amazing article. So if you do not want to read it on your own, stay just uh, five minutes or whatever and then you do not have to read it on your own, basically, or something. I don't know. I see you after the intro. Uh, and with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. And if, you know, if you do not even want to just read it, you can listen to it as well, you know. Check out the few links in the description and there's also going to be the link to the podcast. The podcast is actually this exact episode only just as a video, as an audio version, which means that you can just listen to it, which means that it is just way more efficient way to consume that, which means that you do not even have to read the article, but you can listen to it. You know, if this is actually something that works better for you, because for some people, audiobooks, podcasts, and whatever, auditive things, auditive versions, auditive mediums, just work better, you know, and if you're such a person, then of course, please check out the link in the description and check out the podcast version or the audio version of this particular episode, but I love Seth Godin and I love his work and I love his his opinions and what he's talking and thinking and doing and therefore I'm just really willing to read this article because I think um, I've just had a look at it and you know, I haven't read it fully because I just wanted to see if um, if there is something in it you know that I can use that just gets me to something else that just um, gets you to something else and therefore I'm going to read it. And as you can see, I'm on Seth's blog. As, as always, the link's going to be down in the description. So if you want to check out Seth's blog, go in the description or into the show notes if you're on the podcast and check out the link there. And the article is called A Ratchet with Leverage. That's something worth building. Electricity is a ratchet with leverage. Once communities have access to a little electricity, a solar lantern, say, they quickly discover that they want, need more electricity. The productivity increases, create more income, which gives them more money to buy more electricity. The leverage that this productivity and income give them, combined with the actual power at their disposal, creates as way, creates a way, creates a one-way route towards the future. The same thinking applies to a personal career. The first speech you'll give will be difficult. The tenth one will be easier. Each speech will deliver. Each each. <laughs> Each speech well delivered creates more demand for more speeches. Each speech gives given gives you more leverage to give better speeches and better speeches create more demand for more speeches. This is the opposite of shoplifting. Shoplifting isn't a ratchet. The system actually pushes back harder and harder the more you do it and it has no leverage. Some businesses work at scale because they are ratchets. They cause motion in one direction and they are able to reinvest from the ratchet to create more leverage. Amazon is certainly the most shining example of this simple process, but it can also work for the local university. A little learning creates demand for more learning. Useful degrees as, 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 a, as a label for effort over 
I'm sorry. Useful degrees as a label for effort offer leverage to those that receive them and the demand for more learning and more leverage gives the university resources to expand and do even more. When in doubt, look for the wretched and look for leverage. P.S. A new episode of my podcast, The Kimbo, is out this week. I think it is an episode worth checking out. And I'm going to link down a Kimbo um, also in the description, also in the show notes if you're on the podcast, because I believe that it is one of the best podcasts that I've ever been listening to. You know, he's thinking and talking about so many different things that are so incredibly interesting. You know, some things that I would have never been thinking about. And it is just amazing because he shares those things with us and he just talks about those things with us, which means that you are able to learn quite a lot of things and you are able to just gain different perspectives, which is really important and really valuable and really, really amazing. But um, what do you think about this article? I really like this article because I definitely think it is true and it definitely underlines the importance of doing a lot of things in terms of also just really caring about the quantity because it is just some kind of a normal or common, more like a common, common uh, discussion that quality over quantity and, and all those things that you have might heard as well. I know it is, it is often going to be the case and a lot of people are going to talk about it and I do not particularly believe in it. I really don't. Um, also because of what Seth was talking about there. You know, if you only kind of think about giving a few speeches, um, will you be able to just really, really get better at speaking and making speeches and writing speeches because you kind of force yourself to just do less but do better ones? Especially because you think they are better. You know, maybe, maybe the audience says, they are better, you know, and this is actually then a good reason to do so, I guess. But if you yourself think that they are going to be better and you yourself and you alone are just doing this because you believe that they are going to be better and that they are better if you're just putting more effort into just a small amount of speeches, then I got to have to say like, nah, it is not the truth because we shouldn't be the judge of our own work. And this is something that I've been talking about. And this is also something that. James Clear, you know, the author of Atomic Habits, if you know the book, um, has also been talking about on his blog and or as an article on his website. And I believe in it because the thing is, you might judge it, but why will you judge it? Why would you judge your own work? You know, especially if you're not even consuming your own work, which, which is definitely going to be the case for a lot of people. You know, I myself as well, I'm not consuming my own shit. I'm, I'm not listening to myself. You know, even though sometimes I kind of feel like, well, it would actually be nice, you know, because I would just learn so many things because the thing is, I, uh, back in the days, so actually a few months ago, I was actually going through a lot of book summaries and those book summaries have been really, really, really long. And I, of course, don't remember the first few parts of it. And then it would actually be a pretty nice thing to just listen to them and get all of the information, all the knowledge that I actually provided there. And it was really a lot of great knowledge and a lot of valuable knowledge as well. It was just really amazing. And then I really thought about listening to myself, but it was just a really quick thought. You know, it's just not a really long lasting thought because then it's like, nah, I'm not going to listen to myself, you know. Um, unless I'm actually checking the audio quality or something else, then I have to listen to myself or I'm editing something, you know, whether it be the audio or the um, video 
then I have to listen to myself. But it's, it's not really something that I particularly like to do, I guess, or do often. But I believe that if you're just, if you're holding or doing 100 speeches a year, the 100th are, is just going to be better at than the first one because you're doing so many different speeches and it is also something that I've seen with myself of course on some days the podcast is, is going to be better and of course on some days my speaking ability is going to be better and on, on other days it's just not going to be as good but uh, in general I really really improved my English speaking abilities it really is amazing you know and also reading abilities and also just my vocabulary vocabulary because I went through so many articles I was reading loudly so many articles and I had to talk about those articles you know and the thing is I do not always kind of prepare things you know this episode for example I I thought about preparing you know and I was preparing for a relatively short time sometimes I do it longer sometimes I read full articles think about what I can talk about there and somehow script it but in my head and on some days it's really like okay I do just want to start the episode and then I do not have the time for actually preparing and then I have to I have to just use my skills. I have to use my reading skills. I have to use my understanding of the text skills. <laughs> and I then have to, to also use my speaking skills, you know, especially right now when I'm talking about my opinion, which I can script. Of course, I could do that, but I'm, I'm not doing that. So I believe doing, doing things um, over a long period of time and or doing a lot of a thing will definitely increase the ability that you are having to do this particular thing you know you're just gonna get better it is what it is you're just gonna get better by doing more of what you're doing and it's obviously also going to create more leverage and this is actually what, what i'm seeing as well you know the more videos i'm having the higher the chances that some videos get clicked and the more videos that i'm actually making the higher the chances that some of these videos or one of these videos one of those 500 videos that i've actually uploaded to my youtube channel are going to catch some attention and are going to just get viewed. And the thing is, I don't know, having 500 videos and each one getting one click and one minute of watch time, it's going to result into 500 minutes. Compound interest, I guess. Is it? Can I use compound interest there? So I believe, I, I still believe in doing things that are just high in quality, but I, I, I do just really, really believe in just just doing things and and not really caring about the quality nor the uh, um, actually the quality too much you know because quality also matters and quantity might even might even matter in the first place more than 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 the quality is is doing because often and this is something that Gary V was talking about um, often the things that quantity leads to quality for example if I'm recording an episode and because I don't judge my own episode and I don't judge my own work nor the quality of my work, I'm, I'm going to upload it. And then if somebody says like, okay, this episode was great, I know that this person liked this episode, which also means that I might be able to just figure out what quality is for my audience, you know, what quality is actually for the people that matter, you know, because I don't matter in terms of quality, in terms of asking for quality, questioning my quality. I'm not the person to ask. The person to ask and or the people to ask is my audience or are my audience. And by providing a lot of quantity, I'm able to figure out the quality because they're going to tell me, okay, this is good. This is shitty. This is amazing. And this is something that I want to hear more of or I want to see more of. And it basically in the end creates some sort of a sense of quality for me, which is great. 
which is really amazing. It just really is... I like his articles. They're just so great, you know, because as I said, he's talking about so many things that I would have never thought about. Never, ever. Never, ever. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It really is. Um, he's also having Twitter, apparently. Or, uh, oh no, I could tweet this post. I could tweet this post. Um, which is also good, you know, which is also amazing. Um, maybe we do even have the time to go through another one because we actually have the time. Um, because I want to just provide you with those things. Um, let's actually, I'm going to read his newest one, which is The Race to the Bottom. I've also been reviewing it and I've also been reading it. It is a, an amazing article, but I guess it's like, nah, I, I want to have something else today. But I'm still going to read it. The Race to the Bottom. When anyone has the ability to announce breaking news, urgent updates right now, steal attention and emergencies, then sooner or later many will do just that. Attention is scarce and scarcer than ever and we have given anyone and everyone a machine that can steal attention and a keyboard that can be used to steal even more. The race for cheap, unearned attention is the race that can't be won. As soon as someone gains the lead, someone else will lower the standards and take a shortcut to get even more. The players have already sur surrendered their self-esteem, so it is simply an escalating hijack of trust. And so we have dark patterns, once repeated media outlets with shameless headlines and an entire industry based on clickbait, commons and trickery. It is pretty clear that there is an alternative, a chance to work toward the top instead, to deliver anticipated, personal and relevant messages to people who want to get them. The opportunity to, cr to create remarkable products and services for a focused audience, stuff so good that people want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in that. And this is marketing. To choose to raise to the top and then to do it well. I believe in it. I really do believe in it. And I think it is just, as I said before, an amazing article. And I especially like the part to deliver anticipated personal and relevant messages to people who want to get them, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to create content. And this is definitely also something that Seth Gordon is talking about relatively often, creating content for people that actually want to see it, which means that you're not creating content for the masses, you know, that you're not going to create content like the newspapers maybe you know content that is that is and should be read or watched or consumed by everyone but only by just a few people just by those people that are actually interested and creating those personal and relevant messages that they are also going to watch this you know which means okay you know and I think this is also one of the things that you just have to know then. You have to know your audience then. And you have to know your target group. And you have to know the people that you're willing to serve then. Because why would you? Or how could you actually How could you actually then create a message or write a message that will heavily be relevant for them? You wouldn't be able to do that then. I know this is the kind of problem there. But I like it. You know, because creating something for everyone is not going to work out, I guess. You know? Once uh, everything gets a lot of attention and we all, and this is the beauty of social media actually and also maybe even the, uh, yeah, the bad part about social media that everyone is able to just get attention and everyone is willing to get attention and it is, 
in the end, often a race about getting the attention. That the problem there is that even though you might get the attention, people are not uh, not always gonna stick. People are not always gonna stick. You know, even though you get a lot of attention, it doesn't mean that they're gonna watch your full video. Even though you get the attention, it doesn't mean that they're gonna like your post. Even though you know you got their attention, it doesn't mean that they're gonna subscribe to you or follow you on Instagram. It doesn't have to be the case. It really does not have to be the case. And I do believe that they are only gonna follow you or like the video or watch the whole video if if the video is good, you know. And then we actually somehow coming back to, to quality and or relevant content and relevant messages and people that are actually caring about what you're doing. Yeah. The opportunity to create remarkable products and services for a focused audience, stuff so good that people want to talk about it. But which also just implements the, fa- the question and also the, the facet of, of, of marketing and or just direct marketing um, that you are creating something and also just is heavily correlated to just not judging your own work because you're creating something for somebody else, you know, and they should like it. You do not necessarily have to like it, you know. I don't know, being proud of what you're doing, of course, is, is a big part of just being happy with what you're doing, but... Yeah, I do think and I do know that you understand what I mean. A core question. You know, to actually end this episode, there's going to be another core question. I do hope, by the way. <laughs> I heavily hope. I really do hope that I'm going to find a good one. You know, a really good one. But let's see, you know. Um, how and where do you get inspired when doing art? Internet. Or actually, I go through a bunch of them. Well, I think I'm going to go through a bunch of them and then I'm, I'm going to talk about them. What is an impressive number of books to read in a year? I've actually talked about it, but I would say a million. This is impressive. <laughs> um, brands and branding. What is a brand or television that starts with the letter S? A brand of television. Sky News. Oh, or, or Sony? Television? Or is it like in terms of... I don't know. Who designed the new Slack logo? I do believe that it was actually Pentagram, wasn't it? I think it actually was. Because I, in the first place, I'm going to show you. And I also wanted to talk about something else. I wanted, to, or was it in the, in the last episode? I wanted to check something, I guess. But I guess it was actually, yeah, it was in the last episode. The Slack logo. Slack logo redesign. Let's see, but I actually think that it was by Pentagram. So here it is. Yeah, it was by Pentagram. Um, and this is the new logo. And I like it. I gotta have to say that I like it. I find, a, I, I find it great. I think it is a good one. So this is the old one, yeah. But I, I also have to say that the old one is also pretty great. Or was pretty great. But the new one is... I don't know. I kind You know, as I'm just looking at those, you know, from right to left, I gotta have to say that the left one is like a little bit... It first of all just looks like a flower and second of all it looks a little bit more natural somehow or something. I don't know why, but it's it's also a little bit um it makes more sense and it is not so so complicated than than this one. Yeah, it is really simple. Even though it is not simple. Really amazing, really good work and it's actually from Pentagram as you can see there. I'm going to show you it is from Pentagram. And Pentagram is doing quite a lot of things. 
Um, they also did the campaigns for Hillary Clinton, if I remember correctly. Um, let's actually see. Maybe you you know a few of those things. I do hope that I that I'm even allowed to show that. Yeah, they did Yahoo. Oh my God, they did Yahoo. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that Yahoo is getting a redesign or something. A refreshed identity for the iconic web service captures captures the acu-burned personality of the brand and reimagines it for the future. Is it actually a good video? Oh, gonna show you this little video. It's really good. I like it. You know, especially how they implement the animation and uh, so they implement the animation with the logo and the logo design itself really is good. I like it. I like it. It makes me happy. It's also looking pretty great and clean, as you can see there. At least in my point of view. I think it looks really clean. Ooh, see that? Ah, it's, it's great. Really great. I like it. And there we have Warren Buffett. <laughs> Amazing. And they are, they are just going to... You know, use those um, those those angles. It's also pretty great. I like it. I like it. I really like it. But let's see. Maybe there's also another good question. What do you do when you have no motivation, ambitions, aspirations, goals, or dreams? Ah, uh, what should you do then? Like, it's actually a good question. But I guess you should just be doing something. And figure out then through doing something, even though you're not having any motivation, just really forcing yourself to do something so that you actually can figure out what you're passionate about and what you like and what you would like to do. Um, what are the habits of habits that you try to change but still cannot? Um, my aggression, maybe. I do have I, I'm I'm heavily aggressive, which leads sometimes to to negative outcomes. And sometimes I even do believe that it is not such a bad thing. You know, but controlling it is another chapter, you know, and I I should maybe work on it or I should maybe not work on it. Do I consciously work on it right now? No, I'm not. What is a simple thing that I can do to daily improve my discipline? Uh, being more disciplined, I guess. Doing more things that you don't like to do, you know, like um, working out for half an hour. Just It should be such an amount of, of, of minutes or hours or whatever that uh, you're not feeling about just doing it right ahead, I guess. You know, and also taking cold showers is a really good one because nobody wants to take a cold shower. Okay, I, I like to do it, you know, because I've been doing it for so long and it's just... No, the thing is, if I'm standing, stepping inside of the shower, right? You know, and I'm just... Because back in the days, or just I think... If, actually, a week or two ago, I always started my shower, showering process quote-unquote, with a warm shower. And then I just, you know, turn it off and then use the cold shower. But now I'm actually doing it like cold shower, warm shower, cold shower. And it is, I, I, I don't like to, to, to cold shower. Just from dry to cold shower is, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Like, it, it really, it really doesn't feel that good. Like, really not. Um, which are the best tips for maintaining motivation? Doing something you like to do. What do you do when you want to give up? Uh, not giving up and, and reminding myself on the goal that I once had, even though it is not really a big part of me or for me. Because the thing is, my discipline and me and my habits are actually kind of suppressing this kind of urge to give up. There's no giving up for me, actually. 
Not, not really often, unless it is actually something that does not really mean anything to me. Then it is fine. You know, then you should also be doing it, you know, because it doesn't make any sense. Why would you pursue something that maybe, for example, also won't, uh, won't result in something that you like or maybe even result in something that you really dislike? Then you should, of course, either change it up or just give it up or quit it. Even though quitting is something that that a lot of people are like, okay, you should never quit. Whatever you're doing, do not quit. Nah, it's not true. Like if it is something that you don't like in terms of the outcome, you know, which means that you're pursue, pursuing something or you're doing something that is going to lead to something that you do not want to have. Like, for example, you do not want to be checked, but you're still working out and eating like an elephant. It's not funny. Then, of course, the, the result is going to be something that you won't like. And of course, then you should be changing it. And of course, then you should also be quitting it. You know, if change is not enough. It is actually an idea from The Dip, a book by Seth Godin. Actually, it's only 76 pages long. Maybe you check it out. And yeah, I think it's it's going to be the end of the episode. You know, I've already, it is 11 a.m. And I've already recorded all two episodes. But I gotta, ooh. I gotta have to, it is something that I forget about at this point in time because I'm only just I'm only posting four times a day right now and I do then tend to forget about actually having enough in my uh, queue and just checking in the background but yeah I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and I also hope that you're going that you're going to remind yourself how you're going to be remembered which basically means your legacy and um, which means it's being nice and then being remembered as a nice person and in theory and not, not only in theory, but practically that works. But the thing is, there's still going to be someone that dislikes you on this planet. Like we're 7 billion, 8 billion, 7.7, I guess. 7.7 billion people on this planet. There's just going to be somebody that dislikes you, even though you're really nice and kind and generous and whatever. It is what it is, I guess. Or even hates you, you know, could also be the case. And three other questions that I hope that you're going to ask yourself are, what are you trying to change? Why are you here and what is bothering you the most? And I believe that those three questions might lead you to figuring out your purpose and having purpose in life and knowing your purpose in life is definitely a pretty important and good thing to know and have and do and whatever. Um, so if you've liked this episode, please rate it. You know, also the podcast, you can also rate the podcast. And um, if you like the YouTube channel and or the podcast or this concept in general, then uh, it would really mean the world to me if you subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the podcast to yeah, so that you do not miss out on any information, on any value on here, in here, with me, whatever. So I hope that I'm going to see you in the next episode and I'll wish you a pretty good day. You know, I hope that you're going to be happy. So, so stay happy and go for happiness, you know, rather than some other shitty metrics. I'll see you in the next one.